Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here with another episode of Podcast Answer Man. This is episode number 382. This week's show is a little bit different in that it feels weird. I don't have a camera looking at me, uh, which means, by the way, there will not be a video version of today's show on YouTube uh, because I don't have the camera turned on. And also, I'm not doing this in front of my live audience. I don't have the chat room there kind of uh, pinging back and forth with one another, having conversations as I'm recording the show. And it's been a long time since I've done an episode of Podcast Answer Man where it was not live. Feels a little weird, my friends. I miss you. <laughs> anyway, this week, uh, the, everything I just said is true. And, it, and, and those things will also be true for next week. And that's because... Uh, of course, this week is Thanksgiving here inside the United States, and I'm recording the day before Thanksgiving. It's Wednesday, November 26th, as I'm recording this. I'll probably go ahead and publish this today as well. And then, of course, next week, I am heading to uh, Orlando, Florida. In fact, I'm taking my whole family of five, and we're spending, I think, nine days in Orlando. We're spending two days at Universal Studios and four days will be spent at Disney World, my family's favorite place on earth. And the reason why we're going down there is that my daughter, Megan, who just turned 15 two days ago, yes, I am that old, uh, and uh, anyway, she was invited to audition for Disney's Dance the Magic Parade, which is the Christmas Day parade that you see on television that's televised from um uh, Disney World in Orlando, and so anyway, she had uh, she had auditioned for it, got approved, and was so excited. And of course, we decided to take and turn that into a family vacation, a much needed one after a year of transition, and and a lot of a uh, lot of lot of travel for myself personally, and then Stephanie and I being out of town. So we're looking forward to the family time, and that's why this week's show and next week's show not going to be live on Thursdays. So just be aware of that. And, of course, that's also why there will not be a YouTube version of the video for any of you who happen to be watching that video version of the show. But anyway, I do have a great show here for you today, Um, some things I want to share. And uh, later in this episode, I'm going to include an interview that I recorded, pre-recorded yesterday with my wonderful friend, Michael Hyatt, and we had some very good conversation. In fact, I have an entire page of notes of valuable insights that came out of that 27-minute conversation that the two of us had. I'll play that for you guys in just a little bit. Before I do that, I want to share with you a couple of things that are on my mind. First and foremost, I want to tell you that I have started journaling again in a very big way. I've always been a journaler myself. I'm a huge fan of journaling. Uh, for the longest time, I used to write in these leather-bound blank books that had these lines in them, and it was just there waiting for me to fill the pages with words. And I used to, I think I started journaling when my wife was pregnant with Megan. So it was, it was just over 15 years ago that I started journaling for the very first time. And I remember writing my journal entries, my written entries, were most of the time, a majority of them at that time, were written as prayers. And so they, it's kind of like I was writing letters to God, if you will. And, then, and, and just a little side note here, I remember that 
first year of journaling, how many of those journal entries were praying for God to prepare me to be the father uh, because uh, that he wants me to be because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And yes, I did pray for a healthy pregnancy for my wife and for my soon-to-be daughter. Uh, well, my daughter, she soon to. Be, anyway, it, it, I did not know if it was a boy or if she was a boy or a girl for a long time. So, but anyway, you get the idea. <sighs> anyway, so I, I prayed for her health, uh, and and so I prayed for that. And you probably would think it's a little weird of me, but one consistent recurring prayer and theme over the nine months that my wife was pregnant that are that were written in there is dear god please don't let my baby be ugly (laughs) i'm just being authentic and transparent i just did not want one of those ugly kids and so thankfully god heard my prayers and gave me a beautiful daughter followed up by an amazingly handsome son and another absolutely gorgeous daughter uh, following that. So I, I am a very blessed man, and I have no doubt that it's as a result of my journaling. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I've always been a journaler, and one of the things that journaling has helped me do is it's helped me kind of keep a record of of the things that are occurring in my life. And as I'm thinking about my personal brand, this is a, you know, been talking about this quite a bit, and, and trust me, this if you're if you're getting ready to check out because you're thinking, mm, what does this have to do with podcasting? What does this have to do with what I'm doing and the content that I'm creating? Well, this I'm going to tie this into my you know the the effort and the journey of building my personal brand uh, that I have and and how I communicate things to the world and 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 our how we develop what our message is for to share with the world and also. If you hang in tight, you're going to hear how this has turned into a content strategy. There you go. Big technical term that we can fit into the podcasting bubble that many people like to put me in. <laughs> oh, you'll get the you'll we'll, we'll get there, I promise. This is this is good, trust me. So, here's the deal. Um when it comes to journaling, I I found that sharing my experiences in life and writing them down was helpful for me to to kind of say who am I what am I experiencing in life you know and based upon these troubles that I might be facing these obstacles uh, what are my thoughts going into them and and what's really cool is I can go back and look at those journal posts or those journal entries and I can read where I was just in the depths of despair this I cannot believe this has happened to me how could how could this happen to me and and how am i ever going to get beyond this i feel like i'll never i'll get i'll never get ahead there were times where i wrote in there it's like i it seems like you know every now and then i get a glimpse of hope that i might be able to get caught up financially but it, it, I, there are words in there that i i just don't see a day where i'll ever be able to live debt free and and so that just so many different areas of life where i've been able to kind of just say, wow, this is where I'm at, and I see no way through this. And of course, <laughs> over the over that the last 15 years, there have been tons of things where I felt that way, like there was no hope. And the reality is, is that I've made it through a lot, and I've come out on the other side 
every single time a better person as a result. I've grown uh, and, and, and not only that, but I look back, I am the person I am today as a result of all those things that I have experienced and gone through. And so what has happened for me is it ties into this mission that I feel that I've personally been called to. And it is my message with the world, which is to take my experiences in life and share those th- these things, both past experiences, current experiences, and yes, I'm even looking forward to sharing future experiences, uh, permitted that God allows me to continue to walk the face of this earth. My friend David Foster always said, every day above dirt is a good day. Anyway, but to take all of these experiences and, and what I've learned from them and share them in an authentic and transparent way in hopes that what I've experienced and what I've learned or what I'm experiencing and what I'm learning or what I'm experiencing and what I hope to learn um, and, and what I hope to achieve, I hope that this, well, first and foremost, entertains you. I hope that it will educate you, that it will, that you don't have to learn everything the hard way. And I'm so thankful for the content that I've consumed from other people who have written books, who have created blog posts, who have sent out email newsletters, and who have uh, also, of course, recorded audio podcasts for me to consume. I am thankful for them sharing their experiences because so much of that has helped me learn and apply things that thankfully for me, I didn't have to experience the hard way of learning those things. Now, some of those things I've heard people say, and for whatever reason, I still found myself not applying those principles that they had come away with, and yes, I did confirm what they were saying the hard way, uh, but but I, I am a better person today as a result of reading and consuming and listening to so much content of people who have done just what I'm talking about, who have taken their experiences who have who have reflected back and said this is where i was and this is what i thought at the time and this is this is what actually happened and he, now looking back here's why i think it happened so journaling has a, a tremendous amount of of impact and has had an impact in my life and it's why i'm able to know so much about my own journey and what i've learned because it journaling causes me to reflect on my experiences, and I do that, well, number one, because I feel like it helps me move forward to understand so that I don't waste all of these experiences, even especially those bad ones. You know, if I'm going to have a bad experience in life, I definitely want to learn something from it, and and so I want to take that, and I want it to improve me, and, I, and the reason why I want these things to improve me is so that I'm better equipped to help and serve others with what I've learned. So that's why I love journaling, and I'm I'm not going to go into a whole lot more detail than that other than to say that I kind of got out of the journaling habit as far as written journaling back in, oh gosh, it was about 10 years ago. I had gone on an anniversary date with my wife, and we were going to pull out our journals after dinner and kind of look at our goals from the year before and set some new goals for the year ahead. And after, you know, after we had dinner, I realized at that very moment that I had left my journal in the stall of a bathroom at the, um, at the, uh, what is that? The Cheesecake Factory in Hamilton, in um, 
Kenwood, Ohio. And when I went back to the bathroom stall to pick that journal up, it was gone. And of course, so was 18, the record of 18 months of my life, completely gone, lost forever, no matter what. I mean, I did plenty of things to try to find it, and I couldn't. So anyway, I I have no idea what happened to me during those 18 months. Uh, From that time, I began, you know, I or for a very long time, and, and even to this day, I still audio journal. In a, in a podcast form. It's over at pursuingabalancedlife.com. If you've never heard of that show, head over to pursuingabalancedlife.com. That podcast is an audio journal. That's exactly what it is for me. The only problem with an audio journal, though, is that I can't, you know, just quickly, you know, th- thumb through a page, find a date, and then just glance or quickly read over. Now, I guess I could have somebody go and transcribe all of those episodes, but I don't know. Let's just say the average transcript for an hour is going to cost 40 to 50 bucks. You know, take that. Let's just let's just say I got it super cheap at $25 times 584 episodes. It would only be $14,600 to have all of that transcribed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. Well, anyway, I share all of that backstory to tell you that I am journaling again. I've I've in a written form and I am so excited about it. I've tried to jump back into journaling in a written form many different times. Uh, a couple months, actually no, a couple years ago, I think it was 2011, a friend gave me this this beautiful, absolutely the most beautiful leather-bound uh, journal that I had ever owned, and I, I filled the entire book up in almost no time at all, and after it was done, I tried to find another journal that looked like that, and I couldn't, and I decided, you know what, I want to continue to journal, but I want to do it in digital form. I want to be able to search for things. I want to be able to you know, to copy and paste and turn them into blog posts if you because know, that's something that was happening. As a matter of fact, I rem- I'll never forget the time that I wrote a journal post and, and think about this as content strategy. Uh, I, I, did, I wrote a journal post and then I took my phone and took a picture of each of the handwritten pages and then cropped it all down and I pasted those images in a blog post on my website because uh, I wanted to share it and I didn't want to go and transcribe it. I know, it was lazy of me. But anyway, that's that's what I did. So I've made an attempt to create uh, journal entries many times uh, in, in digital form. And I've tried just plain text documents. I've tried Evernote. And all of those have systems that, to be honest with you, they work. In fact, I've got lots of entries in lots of those different places. I even tried Scrivener, by the way. And the reality is, is that I never kept up with it. It it was it was never convenient enough for me. Even though I could type on, you know, plain text editors on my phone and stuff like that, I never really cared much about the you know, the little keyboard on my on my iPhone. And things have changed though. And I wonder I wonder if I would have still been doing the the plain text version if I would be journaling as much as I have in this past week and a half. And the answer to that question, I, I think I can assure myself, is no. And the reason why is about is is the app that I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. But in the past, it, it just wasn't convenient to type on the little screen, although I have an iPhone 6 Plus, and that certainly is one of the reasons why I'm enjoying journaling from my phone as much as I am now. 
but the reality is is that it it's still this syncing between all the stuff was getting you know messed up and and searching and it it just wasn't what I wanted it to be and and of course the aesthetics of of Evernote are pretty good but it's just I don't know when I open up the Evernote app while it doesn't look horrible um it just feels functional the the user interface just feels functional and I wanted something more than that and when when it comes to plain text I mean come on just downright boring so I want to tell you about the Day One app. You, in fact, you can find it at dayoneapp.com. That's D-A-Y-O-N-E-A-P-P.com. And this is a Apple-only program. I'm sure you can find some other software out there for Windows users or uh, Android users. But but day one app, if you're an iPhone user or a Mac desktop user, the, this app is unbelievably awesome. Now, when day one first came out, I signed up for it right away, and I thought that it was going to be great, except for when it first came out, I found it to be just a little buggy, and uh, and while it seemed to have some good aesthetic to it, it, it just seemed a little clunky to me. And so I kind of just immediately stopped using it. It just didn't appeal to me overall. However, over the years and certainly in recent history here, I've heard so many people talk about day one this, day one that, day one this. And just in Colorado Springs, I recently uh, got another mention of it. You'll hear about it a little bit more in the interview that I did with Michael. And uh, anyway, uh, I downloaded the app. Or Again, I went into my purchased Download the app again, put it on my iPhone 6 Plus, and wow, it is so amazing. The aesthetic design, the, the feel of the user interface, it's it's like candy. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it allows you to just quickly hit a plus button. You start typing and just share whatever you want to share. I love that there's an option by default where it immediately takes the first line that you write and it, it and when it's published, if you have it published, uh, it immediately turns that into kind of like a headline for you. You don't have to do all that. There's You you can do this thing called Markdown. I'm not into Markdown yet, um, I and I do stress yet because I think I could see myself getting into Markdown in the future now that I have an app that is so aesthetically pleasing that makes use of it. Um, I can see myself. I probably will get to the place where I'm doing Markdown and, and study up on it and, and start writing in Markdown. And by the way, if you don't know what Markdown is, just do a Google search for Markdown language. Anyway, so yeah, so this day one app, and of course it allows you to publish one image and only one image to each of the posts. And the way that is the the way that it's set up in the app, I can't I can't because I'm a you know a little obsessive compulsive. Uh, I can't see myself putting an entry in there without having a photo. And of course, would I love to have more than one photo? Yeah, but I love the fact that I only have one photo that I'm allowed to put to it because it really forces me to write and spend that journal entry writing. There's talk about them adding the functionality of having video. I hope they don't, although I really hope they do. I know that sounds ridiculous. I hope both ways, but I hope that they don't because it forces me to write and I want to write. 
Um, would I love to include a video? Yes. Would I love to include more than one image? Yes. But I'm glad that I don't have that ability right now. Um, what was the other thing? that? Oh, recording audio notes. Uh, you know, it's like, I hope they don't add that. Although, I hope they do. Same thing. But for whatever reason, the Day One app has got me writing. Writing a lot. I'm talking about four to six or eight entries per day. At least one a day is my goal. And, and these things can be as mundane and boring as, uh, you know, I, I, this morning I woke up at 5 a.m. and read uh, chapter such and such of the book Fully Alive by Ken Davis. Uh, and here's here are the, and what I would do is I would go in and take maybe two or three of the highlights that I made in the Kindle app. I'd copy them and paste them into the thing and share just maybe my thoughts on it. And, and that would be it. And of course, what that does is it gives me a, a, a documented account of what I did that morning, what book was I reading, and what insights did I get that day, and a couple of my you know, thoughts off the top of my head. And that could be, as, you know, another journal entry could be, you know, just had lunch at Chipotle with my wife. And it could be as simple as that, but it has a picture of that. It has a picture of me there with my wife. And of course, lately, I've really been inspired by the book Fully Alive, and I've made a, a radical decision in my life to live each day. I know that sounds crazy. Literally, my, my decision, radical decision, to live each day. Not l working every day so that I can live for the next big event or the next big thing, the next big trip, uh, the next big speaking gig, the next big, you know, because that's what I had been doing, working, working, working. But I want to live each day. I want to intentionally do things that demonstrate the life for which I was created every day. I talk a great deal about this in episode 583, this major res rev revelation for me about where I am and what I want to do with my life moving forward and, and what direction. If you want to hear about that, it's Pursuing a Balanced Life, episode 583. And in fact, I created a short URL. It's gspn.tv slash start here. All right. And GSPN is the name of my network, generally speaking, production network. So it's gspn.tv slash start here. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if I can remember. Let me do that right here. I'm going to put gspn.tv slash start here link. Okay. So I've been I've been journaling a, a bunch of stuff and and some of it has been kind of just normal routine. These are the kind of things that I'm doing in my day, but it's evidence that I'm actually living, uh, that I'm doing things that are more than just work. And of course, sometimes I'll document some of the you know bigger things that I'm doing with the work that I'm doing because I like to kind of be reminded that wow I, I I did accomplish a good deal today. I you know I I feel great about my day. And of course when I have a down day. Do you guys ever have a down day? I do. And so if I have a down day, I can kind of document that and 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 say, man, this is what I feel right now. And it's kind of a down day. <laughs> and finding an image to go with it. And I publish it. I put it in there. And what I love about the day one journal, a couple things. Number one, everything that's there can be completely personal and just inside the app. And by the way, you can sync it with Dropbox or iCloud and have backups of all this stuff. Uh, the Day One app on your phone is a separate purchase from the Day One app on your desktop computer for Mac and for the Mac OS. I've purchased both, and I use Dropbox to sync them, 
and uh, it works beautifully. I mean, it's real time kind of well, kind of real time syncing. It, it, it's I can be I can ha- be typing in a journal on my desktop and uh, and, and almost instantly go into it on my phone and it's there. Everything that I just typed. So it's really it's really cool the syncing ability and stuff like that. But anyway, so I have this close personal document and all the entries are listed kind of in black print. Uh, if it's if it's just published inside your app or just inside your app, but they also added this feature a while back called publishing, uh, day one publishing, and you can publish your posts to the day one web interface. And what's interesting though is that they don't allow this to be kind of like a a, a blog where you can link from one published post to the next. Uh, so it gives you like if so for example if I publish an entry in day one. It publishes it to the web, and I have the ability to take the link to that and share it with anyone, but all they can read is just that one post. They can't click through and see any of, there's no way to get to the archive. But the the interesting thing is that they, if you use the publish feature, you have the ability, ability to, when you're sharing it, to not only publish it to the day one uh, web version, which by the way is absolutely beautiful and so aesthetically pleasing, it just makes my heart melt just looking at it. It just, I love the font, the just the white space, it just the image at the top. It, I, I love the aesthetics of this app. Anyway, but it also allows you to share your published article uh, to, or your published entry to Twitter to Facebook. I, they have the option for Foursquare, but I don't do that. Uh, but it also has the ability to share it to Tumblr as well. So the three that I, I will typically consider publishing to is my Tumblr blog, uh, my Twitter account, and my Facebook account. Now, if I publish and I share it to each of those places, the full post shows up on Tumblr, the image is there on Tumblr, all the text is there on Tumblr. Uh, if I show it, if I share it on Twitter, uh, what Twitter will do is it will take the first line as much as it can and put that in the tweet. And if it's over 140 characters, it'll do dot dot dot, and it'll have a, a link to the actual day one post. Now, many of my posts are more than 140 characters, so a lot of people on Twitter are clicking that link and going and seeing it on that one specific. Uh, you know, single entry from the day one web portal, which is beautiful again. Um, So I love that. And now if I publish, and when it gets published to Facebook, the entire entry is published in the status update. And then of course it has what you call the, you know, the little Facebook card or whatever, where it has the image that shows at the bottom, you know, and of course that, uh, that image is a link to the the day one, but people who are following me on Facebook can read the entire entry in, entry right there in Facebook. Now I know that if I publish things directly, if I was to copy and paste it directly into Facebook and put the image manually into Facebook instead of letting day one do it, I'd get more edge rank, or it would be more likely to be seen by more people. But the convenience of this thing has been amazing. Uh, I've been publishing, not everything that I that I put as a journal entry has been published to Twitter and Facebook, but most everything that I've done, I, yeah, most everything, actually everything, I think, uh, has been published to my Tumblr account. Now, 
I've never really used Tumblr except for just to send some Instagram videos over there or uh, images over there before. But now I am using Tumblr. Uh, so if you guys want, I'll have a link to this in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 382 because that's this is episode 382. But anyway, if you guys are on t- Tumblr at all, I encourage you to check out my Tumblr Tumblr blog at gspn.tumblr.com. Again, that's gspn.tumblr.com. Now, uh, so I and, and just a, a couple other features of day one that I kind of like. Uh, you can have it share the. It'll automatically tag your your post with the location of where you were when you wrote it. Uh, you can also tag it. Uh, you can add tags so that you can actually search for posts by tags inside the software. And those tags will also go into your, you know the various different platforms like Tumblr will add those tags as tags there as well. Uh, and also it also goes out and fe- fetches the weather. So you can actually, uh, when you're reading a post, you can see what the what, what the temperature was that day. You know, was it raining that day? Just little tiny things, but I mean, it, it little tiny things add up and it makes a lot, and I love this app. So so what does this mean? Where is this a content strategy? Well, what it's done is as I, it's allowed me to, again, be more reflective in a more intentional way. Uh, it's causing me, as I'm journaling throughout my day, asking myself, am I living the day that I really feel like, like I've been called to live? And in that case, um, you know, will I... Uh, you know, it, will I be sharing this? And some things I share, some things I don't share as far as on social media. And some things that I write in my day one app turn into really lengthy posts that I think are what I, it, it's been so long since I have blogged. And j- now just personally on the, um, on, on this week alone on Podcast Answer Man. Folks, if any of you come to my site, you know that most of my entries on my site are podcast episode entries. It, I don't, I haven't, maybe I blog about one blog post every every four to six weeks. That's That's been about my average. I mean, sure, my show notes could be considered a blog post sometimes, but most, but as far as just a standalone blog post about once every four to six weeks. Sometimes I might even go longer without a blog post. I try to to blog more often. I have posted three blog posts to my website this week alone. So see, this is where it's helping my content strategy. Two things. Number one, my content strategy is to share a little bit more of my personal life in in my personal brand. I, I like sharing with people that I'm training for a triathlon right now. Want more details on that? Head over to... Uh, gspn.tv slash start here and start with listening to episode 583 of Pursuing a Balanced Life, which is like a brand new start for me. Um, anyway, so I like sharing with people that I'm training for a triathlon. I, I, I'm I'm pu- publishing those journal entries that have a photo of me after I've got a big, you know, forehead full of sweat after working out. And it's inspiring people. And and those are the kinds of things that are a part of my content strategy is to share the things that I'm doing in life that will inspire others to take action in their life. And so it's helping me in that way. But it's also helping me with Podcast Answer Man and content. So three blog posts that originally were day one journal entries. And I went through and, and proofread them in the day, jur- day one journal app. And I published those to 
my gspn.tumblr.com Tumblr blog. However, those three blog posts that were originally journal entries, I did not share to Facebook and I did not share to Twitter. And it's not because they wouldn't be valuable for other people to hear or to read, but because I wanted them to read them on my blog. See, these, not everything I'm going to publish in day one is going to be something that I want to put on my website as a blog post. So there were three, though, that were that turned into blog posts. So here are the titles of the blog posts, and I'll have links to all of these directly in the show notes if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash 382. Um, the first one is titled, Quick Question. I get emails with this subject line or that have this phrase in the first sentence at, of, a, of an email at, of at least 30 to 40 emails per day. So quick question. I get emails with this subject line or that have this phrase in the first sentence of at least 30 to 40 emails per day, dot, dot, dot. That's the, that's the title of the blog post. And then I actually share how I handle the fact that I get so many quote-unquote quick questions every single day. And I even detail in there why I feel kind of bad that lately I've had to say no more often than normal, and I share my schedule. And that blog post is mostly, in it. that journal entry was mostly for me to take a break and say, stop feeling bad about this, Cliff. You, you have a reason for saying no. You, you, in good conscience, cannot say yes to all of these requests. And I, and, I, and I wrote this to remind myself, this is what you've got going on. This is what I've got going on <laughs> for December, for March, or for January and February. There's just no way I can say yes to all of this. And, and in between all of these trips, there's, there's no way. I don't have time. I have to say no. And then I'm like, wow, I bet you this would be something that could be helpful to others. And so... That's a blog post. In fact, I do have an easy-to-remember URL for that. It's podcastanswerman.com slash quick question, all one word. The next blog post is called Creating the Content You Feel Called to Create. And this, again, was a blog post that started out as a journal entry of me reminding myself that it's important, that it's okay to go forward and create the kind of content that I feel led to create. And that's what, you know, it's been a recurring theme here on Podcast Answer Man. And I recently came across this quote that says, some people will only love you as long as you fit into their box. Don't be afraid to disappoint. And and I, that's the thing. I have been, I've had a history of being afraid to disappoint people. When people don't like the direction of Podcast Answer Man, it, 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 it weighs on me. I, you know, it's like, man, is, does everybody feel this way? Because I sometimes question it myself. And, and you know, it, no matter how many people have said they love it, I, I still, you know, struggle. Do I do this? And this episode, or this blog post ends up being a record of saying, hey, Cliff, if you ever feel like the, the feedback of some people who says you shouldn't be doing the content that you're doing on Podcast Answer Man, you, you talk you're, too much, you're long-winded and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to remind myself to go to this blog post called Creating the Content That You Feel Called to Create. Now, by the way, if you want to read that blog post, it's on my website. And again, the link's at podcastanswerman.com slash 382. And then, of course, what did I do after that? I finally 
went in and the next blog post is titled, A New iTunes Description for Podcast Answer Man. I am absolutely convinced, I am 100% clear, crystal clear clarity on the direction of this podcast. And I'm going to read to you this blog post. Today, I spent some time updating the iTunes description for the Podcast Answer Man podcast. The old description used to start off with, this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. However, this no longer accurately describes what each podcast episode is focused on. For this reason, I've changed the description to the following. So if you were to go into iTunes and search for Podcast Answer Man, this is what it would say. Thanks for checking out the Podcast Answer Man podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, a.k.a. The Podcast Answer Man. I started podcasting as a hobby back in December 2005. Since that time, I've created more than 30 different shows and have produced over 3,200 podcast episodes of my very own. In December 2006, I launched this Podcast Answer Man podcast and my podcast coaching and consulting business at podcastanswerman.com. I have personally helped Thousands of people launch extremely successful podcasts through one-on-one coaching and consulting and through my podcasting A to Z online training course. My free podcasting tutorial at learnhowtopodcast.com has been used by tens of thousands of people. Thousands of these folks were able to use what they learned there to launch a podcast of their own without needing to purchase a single product or service from me, which was my goal. I believe that podcasting has the power to change the world one person at a time. I've experienced this firsthand, and I left my 11-year career in insurance in January 2008 to pursue my passion for podcasting full-time and for helping other people launch their own podcasting journey. This show started out as a podcast all about the technical details and procedures related to podcasting. However, after a few hundred weekly episodes, I'm nearing episode 400 as I'm writing this updated description, I've gotten to the place where pretty much every question that had ever come in had already been answered at some point in the archives. I have found an overwhelming majority of my audience already has a podcast and no longer need the basic technical information related to podcasting. Instead, they tune in each week to hear me share my thoughts and insights on personal branding, building relationships with your audience, growing a business around your podcast, as well as personal and professional development. Just to be clear, This show has a good amount of focus on my own personal journey through podcasting and building my own personal brand. Many episodes are made up of me sharing what I'm facing in my own business slash brand and what I'm learning through the process. It is my mission to share these experiences in hope that they will be a source of entertainment, education, encouragement, and inspiration to those who are on a similar journey. My goal for this show is to help you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. If you are looking for the basics on the technical details of podcasting, I suggest that you start out with my free tutorial at learnhowtopodcast.com. From there, check out the sidebar of my website at podcastanswerman.com and you will find it very easy to find all the information that you're looking for. I have well over 10,000 hours invested in all the technical content related to podcasting that you will find on my website. 
So there you go. That's my new description in iTunes. Wordy, lengthy, absolutely. But hey, isn't that me anyway? So there you go. I I, I was inspired, and all of this came from a journal post uh, originally, just talking about creating the content that I want and and just you know thinking through this process. And then all of a sudden, now because of my journaling, I'm actually creating blog post content, and I can forward people to this. So if people say, "Hey, Cliff, I really like." your show, but I wish it had more of this. And I would just say, you know, here are two blog posts and I would actually send them to creating the content that you most have in your heart to create. And then I would send them a blog post to the actual description of what my show is. And I would give them access, of course, to, or give them links to all the resources that are going to help them find the information that they're that they're actually looking for. And then once they have their podcast, they can subscribe to Podcast Answer Man and be encouraged through the ongoing journey thereafter. In fact, I'm getting ready to play for you an interview that I recorded yesterday with Michael Hyatt, and that's coming up here in just a second. But before I do, I want to pull out one clip. You're going to hear it again when he says it, but just to give you an idea how I know that I'm on the right path, listen to what Michael Hyatt says right here. Well, I've told you before, this is why I listen to your podcast. You know, it's not, it's not because I need more technical information on podcasting, Right now, I mean, the way I'm doing podcasting doesn't really require anything of me technically. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life, how you approach the problems you're trying to solve, and just your voice. So you could be talking about anything, and I'd be interested. And I want to tell you something. I wrote the description for iTunes that I just read to you before I talked to Michael yesterday and recorded that. So my friends, I I know that I'm on the right path. I know that there are several of you who do not like this path. I'm totally fine with that. There are technical podcasts related to all the technical details of podcasting out there. There is plenty to choose from. But if uh, you enjoyed the direction that I'm heading, please continue me to join me on this journey. Anyway, here's that interview that I was telling you about. Let's go ahead and jump right into it right now. <laughs> Michael, how's it going, my friend? Going great, Cliff. Great to be with you. It's great to be with you. I'll tell you what, I have been on fire ever since I got back from Colorado Springs, Colorado, where we had the third, uh, I think it was the third platform conference. It was, yep, third. Wow, what an amazing event. I had so much fun. And I was inspired by you to get back into my journaling efforts. I was, we were having this conversation beforehand. But the day one application, for those who may have only heard me briefly mention it, in, in a few words, what, how would you describe the day one app and why you use it? Yeah, I think it's, it's basically a, a way to journal. And I've never been a journaler. My wife challenged me to journal. She said, it's going to be so helpful for you spiritually and in your business and everything else. And I was like, well, I just, you know, I've tried that and I just, I'm just not a journaler. But to me, it was just getting the right tool because I went to day one. And this was about three years ago. It totally caught on with me too. But it's a basically a way for you to just do kind of a brain dump. And I, I have a very formatted approach that I use. I ask myself these same questions every morning. And then I, then I journal my response to those. So I use those kind of as a way to jumpstart my thinking. But it's a way for me to disentangle my thinking to get clarity. And I think clarity is like the one thing that, so, that eludes so many people and it doesn't come just by, you know, sitting on a rock. For me, 
this kind of is an old adage that I really believe in that you may have heard before, thoughts disentangle themselves, passing over the lips and through pencil tips. I like that. For me, journaling, it helps me to get off the things that are on my head, the things that kind of are swirling around that kind of keep me preoccupied and current, you know, really the things that keep me from living in the present. Mm. Uh, it allows me to get behind a, a pen or now with a, a, either my fingers on the phone screen or on the keyboard at my desktop. It allows me to take all of those things, get them out of my head and put them somewhere so that I can be free to be in the moment. That's helped me tremendously. And, and the day one app, I, I was just inspired to pick it back up as a result of, uh, I think it was one of your shared resources. I think you just had it briefly on one slide that you shared somewhere within the conference. That's so funny because I don't even remember sharing it now, but yeah, it's a, it's a daily part of my life and something I really uh, believe in and use it. And, and it's a beautiful app, isn't it? It is absolutely gorgeous. I was telling folks that, that the aesthetic of it is just what pulls me in. I love the fact that it focuses, it allows you to attach an image and a lot, you know, I looked at the support menu. It's like, are you going to allow us to attach photo or videos? Are you going to allow us to attach more than one photo? And some of those features, it's like, yeah, I could see where I would really dig that. I'd love the ability to add a couple photo entries to this one event that I'm kind of documenting. But what I love about it, its simplicity, is that it really forces you to focus on writing words. Yes, which and is helpful. It is. In fact, uh, you were t telling me just before we hit record that you've been kind of journaling your thoughts on a process of some big change in your life. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I've been going through this process of trying to decide what I'm going to be when I grow up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that that's the, actually the title of episode number 379? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, it, I titled it, What Do I Want to Be When I Grow Up? Go ahead. It's hilarious. Well, I, I had this interesting experience this last week. So, you know, I've been a big proponent of the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Just so, purchased it today, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Get ready for your world to be rocked. I am. So I had uh, Greg fly into Nashville last week, and now I'm batch recording my podcast with Michelle. So we brought Greg into the studio. We interviewed him for uh, the podcast, and then I did a master class with him about a 45-minute interview for Platform University. Then I spent the afternoon with him. So Greg is all about just getting clarity about what's really essential and what's non-essential in your life. And he said, you know, you ought to look at everything in your life and you ought to ask yourself the question, if I didn't already have a lot invested in this, but knowing what it cost, either in time or money, would I do this again? Like if I were just buying this for the first time and, and wasn't biased by the sunk cost, would I do it again? So this is, this is really funny, but true story. So I went home at this meeting and I, and he uses a metaphor of a closet, you know, like how closets get jammed with all this stuff that is non-essential. So I went home and I spent, literally I was taking a couple of days off. So I spent a day doing nothing but cleaning out my closet. I got rid of two thirds of my clothes, but instead of holding up a piece of clothing and saying to myself, will I ever wear this again? Which is usually the question. Cause then I put it right back on the shelf. I said, am I excited enough about this piece of clothing that if I didn't own it, would I buy it? Mm. So two thirds of it, you know, I ended up giving away to a local charity so then I said, okay, I need to do this in my business. So I started going through this exercise. Like I said, I had a couple of days off. So I had a whole day to reflect on this. And I started looking at all these different aspects of my business. And I started saying, okay, if I didn't have all this invested in whatever it is, would I do it? That was a scary thing. 
And so I started journaling to bring it back to journaling. And I just said, I, I'm, first of all, I'm confused because I'm not sure. And I, and I see uh, like I'm at a fork in the road where my brand could go in two different directions. Like one of it is sort of the platform building social media side of things. The other one is the personal development, goal setting, productivity, leadership stuff. And I've kind of got a foot in each camp. And unless I can resolve this, I don't think I can go to the next level. And Greg, Greg essentially told me that. He said, you're never going to get past the next level until you decide how all this fits together. Because it's like a, a rose bush that is doing great, but it needs pruned badly. You know, I, I'm so glad that you were willing to share that at this point in the journey, because when I had asked if you'd be willing to share that, you said, I really, I, I'm happy to share, but unfortunately, I just have no clear direction on, you know, clarity about where this is going to lead and what direction I'm going to head. What I love about that is I've been sharing, I know that you're a couple weeks behind because of the tr- conference and a couple travel things that you've had recently. So, like I said, episode 379, I shared, what do I want to be when I grow up? And <laughs> I've had a lot of people, Michael, that have shared with me, they said, and, and they've, I've become convinced that God is going to use me for something bigger and greater and have even more influence in the future than I could ever dream of having, mm-hmm. far beyond what I'm doing today, and that it, it will likely have nothing to do with podcasting. Wow. And... I'm convinced that that is a very real possibility of the vision of the future for me. And and that kind of freaks me out because, well, as you know, a majority of all of my income pretty much is coming in from the podcast consulting and coaching side. And I really don't have my foot in another field. I've been kind of tipping my toes into the water of business consulting and coaching through my one-day business mastermind stuff and and things like that. But it... but. So the whole essence of why I think this is valuable and why I think that, that folks should really tune in if you're not picking this up on your own is people have looked at me and says, Cliff, you've achieved a great deal of success. If I would give anything to be able to leave my day job, build a business and get to where you are in your business. And of course, that's what people are saying about me. And Michael, I will tell you that I look at you. And I could see where you are just today. You're talking about, you know, I'm not going to be able to break through to the next level. But, you know, it's kind of like what people are saying to me. I would say to I would say to you, I'd give anything to be at the level where you are. You know, it's like, wow. But the, the reality is, is that and where I think this is a valuable conversation for everybody who's listening is that w- there is no place in life where we have arrived. So true. And like I said, I don't, I don't have the conclusion to this process, but I've got some clarity about the process I need to go through to get the clarity. And so one of the first things for me, Cliff, and this might be helpful to your listeners, number one, you got to admit that you're confused. Mm. And uh, my buddy, Andy Andrews always says, you're always the most confused right before you're not. <laughs> and, and I love that because it's okay to admit that you're confused. And I, and I felt this great burden of feeling like I had to know where I'm going. My team's got to know where I'm going. I've got to project to the world that I know where I'm going. And I'm just admitting before you and the whole world, and I did to my team even this morning, because I was trying to catch them up on, on where I was, is I said, I'm confused. I don't know where this goes. That's number one. Number two is I'm going to bring together the best resources I know to help me figure it out. So I've got some people that I would consider my trusted advisors. 
couple of people that have consulted with me in the past and just good friends. And uh, I'm going to just kind of lay the whole thing out and I'm going to get their input. And then I'm going to make time for reflection, you know, time to really think it through. And then, so that's like the third step. And then the fourth thing that I'm going to do is not everything has to happen tomorrow. Mm. So I was meeting with some guys in a mastermind um, this last Friday. It was another group's mastermind, but they invited me in to kind of come and share with them. And one guy was saying, look, I need, I need to do a certain thing in my business, but I don't see how I can do it. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Could you see yourself doing this in a year? And he said, yeah, I think I could do it in a year. I said, okay, so that really all you have to get clear on is what are you going to do between now and then? Like, like uh, here's another example. Three years ago, I realized that 85% of my income was coming from non-recurring revenue where I was trading time for dollars. I was either out speaking or I was doing consulting or stuff that wasn't recurring. And I said, I don't like this. I feel very vulnerable. I don't want to be trading time for dollars. I want a business where there's a recurring revenue model. And I said, I can't do that tomorrow. I probably can't do it next year. But two years from now, I want the bulk of my income coming from recurring revenue. So today in 2014, nearing the end of 2014, 85% of my revenue is now, and maybe 90% actually, is coming from recurring revenue. So I've been able to flip that model on its head, but it didn't happen overnight. It began with an intention. Nice. And you know, that's exactly when I think about setting goals, you know, it's number one, do you believe what it is that you want to do or what you want to achieve? Is it possible? Number two, write it down. Tell other people about it. And oftentimes you want to tell people who believe in you because often yes. I find that people, sometimes we have a hard time believing in ourselves and other people believe in our possibilities before we do. I totally think that that's important for us. And also by telling other people, it's oftentimes we get the biggest parts of the plan that we need to work on. The things that we need to do come from the people we've told. They're like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. Here's, what, here's the first step or here's that fifth step. Or the next step. And then, like you said, it's it's basically, we don't have to know the entire plan, but we should work the plan as it becomes available to us. And the truth is, in business and life, all the juice comes from the growing, from the process. And I remember hearing Tony Robbins saying this years ago, and I think it's it's really true. And that is that happiness comes from making significant progress toward a goal. It's not in reaching the destination or achieving the goal. But it's in the progress, feeling like you're making progress every, every day towards something that's really meaningful to you. And, and by the way, that's, that's the, my motivation for growing my business. I don't need the money at this point. I'm making lots of money. That's not the driving force of my business. The reason I want to make it bigger is that I want to have a greater impact. I want to reach more people. And most importantly, it will require that I change and grow in order to take the business to the next level. Because self-leadership always precedes group leadership or any other kind of leadership. I, I One thing that you just said, I mean, obviously everything you just said was very important to me, but the one, th- one phrase, by doing these things, yes, I, I'm going to have greater influence in the world and we all want to have greater influence in the world, at least most of us do. One thing you said is that by doing these, by taking things to a next level, it will require that I change and that I grow. Yes, and, you know, it's, it's one thing to have influence in the world. And this is something that I've been, uh, that's been going through my mental process over these, with all the thoughts that I've had about, you know, I want to live a life that where you know, I see my future in the area of 
basically focused on creating content, sharing my life and experiences online in a way that entertains and educates, encourages, and inspires others. Mm. And I and I and I would love to, love it if I could get to the place where a majority of my income is coming from being a source of motivation and encouragement. I I, I kind of feel like I want to. You know, I was reading Ken Davis's book, Fully Alive. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it real. I just realized it's like for the very first time, it's like, wait a second, Ken Davis gets paid to make people laugh, <laughs> and so if, if he can get paid to make people laugh, can I get paid to encourage and inspire people? Well, I've told you before. This is why I listen to your podcast. You know, it's not it's not because I need more technical information on podcasting. Right now, I mean, the way I'm doing podcasting doesn't really require anything of me technically. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life, how you approach the problems you're trying to solve, and just your voice. So I, I, you could be talking about anything, and I'd be interested. Wow. So, it, it, and the, th- the question I have to ask myself is, how do I create a, an A to Z course or a membership site or events that help bottle that into something that's of value that, that will... Do you know? You see what I'm saying? That I'm yep. not asking you to answer that question, but that's that's, that's the challenge. That's the challenge I have before me. It's like for me, and and this is where I'm going to tie it back into the reason why I want to pursue this is because it will force me to grow. It will force me to change. If I want to create a a living that is surrounded by encouraging and inspiring other people, I have to have a life that is encouraging and inspirational. I have that's, to that's- live a life that's worth modeling. Now, what I've proven my, to myself is I've created a business, I've created podcasting that is aspirational, and so people are willing to pay to say, Cliff, I would love to work with you to teach me how to achieve what you've achieved in podcasting. And so that's where I've put all of my eggs and all, all of my time, all of my effort and all of my energy, and I've kind of left out some other important key factors in my life, such as I wonder if people in the future could say, I want to I want to get to the place where this wakes me up and it causes me to change and grow, so that one day people say, "Gosh, Cliff, I wonder if you if I could get some time with you, if I could spend a day with you or a couple hours talking to you, because I want to learn how to be the kind of husband that you are, to be the kind of father that you are, to be the kind of whatever you know, to to to, to have the health and physical fitness that you have, and certainly people are not knocking down my door to have that right now." And so that is why I want to take things to the next level because I I feel like that's what I'm called in life to do. And I so just what you said there, Michael, is, is and, and for me, the reason why I want to take things to the next level is because I know that it's going to force me to change and force me to grow. And therefore, well, I have more to give to others. And And I think this is the thing that makes us really fearful when we think about that next level. And a lot of us want to shrink back because we we love the comfort zone. It's called the comfort zone for a reason. But to grow to that next level, we've got to be willing to put ourselves in the discomfort zone, which I don't like, you probably don't like, but it's necessary. And, and this is another Andy Andrews quote that I, I love. He says, he, he defines discipline this way. Are you able to make yourself do something you don't want to do in order to get a result you really want to get? Now, what I just described was going to the gym this morning. Like I don't particularly like getting out on a cold morning, driving to the gym, working out on a machine. And then coming home, but I love having outstanding health. You know, I love being able to do the things I want to do at my age and not have to worry about my health. And I know that, you know, that's a gift, but I also know it's a stewardship. 
And I, I watched this with my daughter. You met Mary, right? I have. So Mary decided a couple of years ago that she kind of had enough. She was in a place where she was really depressed. She was taking a lot of meds for anxiety and depression. She talks about this openly, so I'm not revealing anything. Uh, she was really overweight and she just said, I, I've just had enough. Long story short, and you can read the whole story at marycrimmins.com. But what she did was she, she, over the course of 12 months, lost 85 pounds, got off all medication, totally changed her life. But guess what happened? Out of that, she didn't, she didn't even go looking for this. Now she has, at the age of like 28 years old, she has this amazing coaching business where people are coming to her doing the very thing, Cliff, that, that you were talking about. They're saying, Mary, how did you do this? I want to know. You got to help me get there. But it, it came out of her willingness to get outside of her discomfort zone and really do some serious change in her life. It was out of that that this uh, ministry or this uh, business now, because it's a, it's a real business, um, came. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what, we are coming up on a brand new year, and a lot of people make these things called resolutions, and for some people, that you know, it, it's a one-day thing or a one-week thing or one-year or one-month thing, and they kind of forget them. Recently on Facebook, Michael, I saw somebody say, they posted this question on Facebook. They said, okay, please share in the comments below your authentic and genuine thoughts on goals. Do they work? Set, or setting goals, do they work? And it was so amazing to see the comments in there and the number of people is like, you know, why bother? I kind of just let the dice roll and, and go where I may. And I, and I remember I used to be that guy. And when I learned about setting goals and thinking about planning for the future and what do I want to achieve and setting a destination, it radically transformed my life. And and it's it's had a powerful impact on my business and in my family life and everything. So I know that uh, last year you created a product that helps people, you know, kind of think out what is the future? What do I want to do? Well, I want to have the best year ever next year. Tell us a little bit about that product that you created last year and the kind of result that you had. Yeah. So this was uh, pretty awesome. This is one of the favorite things that I do in my business because Really, when you, when you decide to set goals, and this is a secret that a lot of people don't know. People, it's easy to poo-poo them. They're very different than resolutions. The wrong kind of goal setting won't work, but the right kind of goal setting allows you to be the architect of the future, to be, be able to create a world that doesn't now exist, but could exist if there was some intention and some planning and some follow through. So uh, about a year ago, my daughter, Megan, who runs my business, basically said, um, look, dad, I want to do a goal setting thing because this has been a part of your life for like 15 years. As long as I've known you, really, you've, this, this is all you do is set goals. And I've watched you do it in business. I've watched you do it in personal life. And I think the members of Platform University would benefit. So let's just do a master class. Well, then my friend, Stu McLaren, who works with me on a lot of projects in my business said, no, I think it needs to be a standalone product. Long story short, we ended up shooting this five-part uh, series because I do this in a five-day period between Christmas and New Year's where I create for the next year, what would next year look like if it were my best year ever? What would have to be true at the end of next year for me to look back and say, this was my best year ever? So I simply mapped out my process. We shot the video. Um, it went crazy. We had hundreds of people sign up for that course. We uh, had incredible testimonies in the forum of people who did everything from lose, lose huge weight to get out of debt, to start a business they'd want to start, 
to restore a marriage or a relationship that was really important that had been broken or not optimized to the level that was satisfactory to them. So all that was just amazing. And we said, we think we've got a tiger by the tail. And so I did what I so often do, and I know you do this occasionally too, is I went and I blew up the course and I reinvented it and said, we can take this course to the next level because last year was kind of the beta. This year, let's just do it like crazy. And so, uh, so we've done that. We've, um, we've got this new course, all new course. It's the same as it was last year, but it's, it's got a lot of new components, but five days to your best year ever. And the premise is, give me five days and not five complete days, but give me 45 minutes a day to run you through a five-part process. At the end of that, you will have a map for this next year. And the whole goal is that if you could create the best year ever for you, what would it look like? And my goal is to help you get there. Awesome. And I want to let people know that uh, the early portion of this is opening up on December 2nd. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash best year ever. But you have to wait until, actually, you can go ahead and go. They could go ahead and put their email address in, right? Yeah, totally. They can go there and we'll, we'll notify you. We've got, uh, there's going to be three free videos that uh, my goal there was to just create value and give you a taste of what's to come. But it's, it's content that's all all by itself uh, helpful. Because I talk about, for example, the five secrets to set yourself up for your best year ever. And these are what all successful people do. And then I talk, what are the five characteristics of the people that consistently get the results they want? Because the people that are getting the results you would like to have, I promise you this, they're not smarter than you. They don't have better contacts. They don't even have more experience. What they do have is a different way of thinking about the future and about what's possible. And I go through that in the second video. Yeah, and so if you guys go over to podcastanswerman.com slash best year ever, all one word, uh, go ahead and put your email address in there. And on December 2nd, the videos will start to release. And then, of course, uh, I believe it is December 9th, the shopping cart will open up. If you have been convinced by watching those previews to sign up, then you'll have the opportunity to purchase this course And I can tell you that last year I sent several people over there using my affiliate code and I had nothing but tremendous amount of feedback from it. And I personally went through the course last year and Michael, I will tell you that I had the best year ever and and I'm looking forward to seeing the new materials myself. Anyway, so that is coming up. Guys, go over there and check that out. Michael, what is this year? What's the one thing that you looking back say, wow, this I'm glad that this happened in my life. Well, there's a couple things, Cliff. One is I uh, doubled the size of my business from last year, which was awesome. Well, by the way, maintaining and actually slightly improving the profit margin. So that's great. You know, I, I, I wanted to be able to do that because again, not for the money per se, but because of who I had to become and what my team had to become in order to do that. And we still got a long ways to go, but uh, it was an awesome year of just growth in, in myself and in my team. So that's kind of a business result. I think my favorite thing of last year, and it was one of my goals for this last year, was to take Gail to Europe for a solid month for a sabbatical. And um, I wanted to do that. And we've done this sabbatical idea for a couple of years, but never to Europe. But I wanted to do it in a way that when I got back from the sabbatical, I wasn't wishing that I'd never taken it. You know how that is? Like you go on a vacation, you go, what was I thinking? Your email inbox is jammed. Uh, stuff's falling through the cracks. You know, it takes you another, you know, two months to get back on track. I said, no, I want, I want to leave and have no hiccups in the business and return to an empty inbox. 
Wow. And I did all that. That is awesome. I got five emails, Cliff, <laughs> in the 30 days I was gone because of the way I set it up. And Gail and I had this, we, we've been married for 36 years. We had this extraordinary time together, just long walks, hiking in Switzerland and through Bavaria, touring castles, lingering over meals, all meals in Europe you linger over because they take forever, but it was fantastic. Just conversations we would have never had. And the most important thing about that sabbatical was we took our relationship to another level. That is awesome. And you know, you inspired me in that area next year. Uh, in February, Stephanie and I are going on a cruise. I think you're going to be on the cruise as well. I am. And uh, and then, of course, next year, we're taking our entire family of five because our kids are all young enough. Uh, they're still in school. We're taking the entire family of five, and we're spending a month in Europe next year as a result of the inspiration from your and Gail's trip. Well, I'm so excited. You sh- shared that with me at the Platform Conference. And I-, I think this is going to be one of those things, Cliff, for you, that your kids are going to be talking about 50 years from now. Yeah. You know, when you're gone, they're going to be talking about that time. My dad and mom took us uh, to Europe and we spent a whole month and I had dad's total attention and mom's total focus. And I'm the person I am today because of what they were willing to invest back then. And that's what it's all about, my friends. You know, we can build our businesses, we can inspire the world, but, but our greatest ministry in life is our family. So, so true. Michael, thank you so much for all the inspiration. Thank you for taking the time to come here today. And I, I look forward to seeing you very soon. Okay, buddy. Thanks so much for being in my life. Well, folks, there you go. That wraps up the interview that I had with Michael Hyatt yesterday, and I hope that you enjoyed hearing that. I know that, again, that I took a lot of notes here that I mentioned earlier in the episode. Of course, he talked about his thoughts on journaling. We talked about the fact that we're both asking ourselves, what do we want to be when we grow up? The fact that even though we have achieved so much success, we're always looking, what is the next thing? We have not arrived yet. What is the future of our brand? And then, of course, we also talked about his new product coming up. Do you want 2016 to be your best year ever? Well, beginning December 2nd, those videos will start coming out, some free videos. If you want to go ahead and sign up to make sure that you get notified of those, you can just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash best year ever. All one word. Podcastanswerman.com slash best year ever. And then one final thing. Next episode, episode number 383, uh, will be all about Patreon. Now, if you want to go ahead and check out the Patreon account that I have set up for Podcast Answer Man and kind of just glance at it, look over the whole thing, you'll get a good feel of what I'm going to be focusing on in the next episode of Podcast Answer Man. So head over to patreon.com slash podcast answer man or you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n so there you go podcastanswerman.com slash patreon and i will tell you all more about it next week until next time my friends thank you for tuning in happy thanksgiving to everyone in the united states and know that i'm thankful for each and every one of you and i encourage you all to take everything you're doing to the next level